Hello and welcome to another episode of Positive Sum. This is going to be another uh, discussion about Valero and the direction I'm going in regarding uh, this case study. Uh, I guess I've arrived at um, an outline of uh, an argument so far and uh, I'm happy to share it with you right now in this episode. So I've learned about this term called creative destruction and essentially if you're not familiar it, 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 it generally has to do with the idea that innovation in an economy is going to cause certain things to be obsolete. So um, in, uh, a very vivid uh, example um, is just, uh, I guess, the horse and buggy kind of means of transportation. Um, and when the car was invented, uh, there was no longer a need for the horse and buggy anymore. So um, there was creative destruction. A creative endeavor destroyed um, previous iterations, previous substitutes. And in the first episode, I believe first or second, I talked about um, Oglu and Robinson's idea of an extractive uh, economic institution and found that it described an industry more than a specific company. And so because of history that I've you know, generally researched, about the oil and gas company, I have discovered and come to understand that the oil and gas company is blocking creative destruction, necessary creative destruction, in order to preserve the climate and accelerate the energy transition. Now, when oil and gas companies block creative destruction, specifically, they are probably creating disinformation, misinformation um, about climate change. They are, um, I guess, uh, lobbying for uh, or lobbying against any legislation that may create green standards, such as a Green New Deal. Um they may lobby against or use their trade associations to prevent um, alternative sources of energy from becoming cost-effective, economically effective, etc. Um, the list can go on and on, but essentially, um, if you account for the externality caused by um, oil and gas or fossil fuel energy uh, fossil fuel-based energy products, um, it, it should be economically more efficient to go with a um, lower emissions intensity um, fuel or source of energy. And so this, uh, this use of uh, 
market power to block creative destruction is a hallmark of uh, extractive economic institutions, according to Asimoglu and Robinson. Um, moreover, uh, as they do this, they continue to profit from these very harmful products uh, while people suffer not only from uh, the health impacts of pollution caused by these sources of fuel, but also climate change. And that's, that's a different thing, right? And moreover, uh, this is a private industry. Um, often, uh, often in uh, my research, it's usually governments that get in the way of creative destruction. Um, but in this case, it seems like it's a private industry, which is, which is interesting, especially how uh, multinational corporations operate um, and may, may have more power than individual nations and their governments. I don't know. It's a possibility, very, very real possibility. And so, for this paper, for this case study, I turn to Valero and ask, is Valero contributing to this tradition of blocking creative destruction? Now, I recently just did a review of uh, Valero's uh, sustainability credentials, and uh, a very popular source called the Climate Action 100 plus uh, net zero benchmark has poorly rated. I mean, like they've done a great job, but the rating of or the assessment of um, Valero is quite poor. They don't have any goals, which is first and foremost a non-starter for any sustain, uh, climate action discussion. Any company who is serious about climate action has to have at least a net zero goal. Um, and then you need, uh, you know, um, scope one and scope two and scope three uh, emissions targets. Uh, they need to be science-based um, and so on and so forth. Then... I ask, um, even though that Valero has invested in renewable diesel and it seems to be a valid source of uh, lower emissions intensity energy, um, it doesn't seem viable over the long term when um, we need to reduce emissions to net zero. And... Um, some would argue to zero because carbon credits, carbon offsets are problematic. Finally, I'm going to consider whether Valero is thinking long term beyond just its renewable diesel and ethanol capacities and turning towards, uh, Sources of energy such as maybe 
solar or wind or geothermal um, because by 2050 we are trying to reach net zero and while renewable diesel may be a better alternative than oil and natural gas has Valero uh, misled the public and is there a discrepancy between uh, the different types of publications they released, um, whether that be in their disclosures or uh, their fancy uh, sustainability reports. That's all I have for you today. Um, Thanks again for taking the time to listen. I greatly appreciate it and uh, have a nice rest of your day.